my guest, Shelly Hughes, is a new mom and she previously was very successful in corporate America as a brand strategist. And a lot of us kind of get into that hustle and grind and we are just working our butts off and wearing ourselves down and not feeling great. And Shelly has an inspirational story because she moved through that because she wanted to grab the life that she knew she was meant for and that she wanted. Welcome to Boss Body, the podcast where successful women learn how to lose weight and get healthy in a way they can live forever. If you're successful in so many areas of your life, but can't seem to give yourself the same care and compassion you show everyone else, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Sarah Haas, women's weight loss and body love coach, and I'm here to help you create the light, joyful, energetic life you deserve. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's Sarah Haas with the Boss Body Podcast. I appreciate you all being here and tuning in for another week. I want to dive in today with a subject that I, it hits really close to home for me, and I know it's going to hit close uh, to home to a lot of you out there listening. My guest, Shelly Hughes, is a new mom and she previously was very successful in corporate America as a brand strategist. And a lot of us kind of get into that hustle and grind and we are just working our butts off and wearing ourselves down and not feeling great. And Shelly has an inspirational story because she moved through that because she wanted to grab the life that she knew she was meant for and that she wanted. So all of you out there who are listening, who are working in jobs that you are not (laughs) enjoying, that is draining your life energy, you want to listen up because um, Shelly has a very inspirational story to share with us. So Shelly, thanks so much for being here today. This is, this is going to be so much fun. I'm excited to chat. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So give us just a little bit of background on, you know, where you, where you were working, what you were doing, and then, you know, just tell us your story. Yeah. So my background is in the advertising agency realm. Um, Advertising agency, you know, video production, content creation, marketing departments, that whole thing. And, um, but kind of like you said, I, you know, I I felt very emotionally and and physically burnt out from that job. We can go into any detail that you're interested and, um, you know, left that position. Um, Started my own company because I found a calling that direction. Mm-hmm. Found out I was pregnant the same week I launched that company, <laughs> and you know here we are, almost three years later, and well, I guess yeah. two and a half years later, and and then know, the pandemic crazy. happened. Not to mention in the middle of all that. Oh yeah, the pandemic was already happening, so yeah. it was you know it was summer of 2020 
more or less. And so it was a really interesting pivot point, right? As all these companies were paralyzed, I was just starting. So in I was told many, many times it was a terrible idea to start a marketing agency in the very beginning of the pandemic because of all all this uncertainty. But to me, it was, there was nothing else that I could have been doing better at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to, you know, here you are in the corporate world, you're obviously very successful at an early age, you're getting promoted, you know, you're sort of focused on climbing that corporate ladder. And I think, you know, I know when I was, you know, in high school and college, that was my goal. You know, I just Mm -hmm. want to get out there. I'm just going to kick ass. I'm going to work my way up and um, be productive. You know, we we just want to be so productive and just accomplished. And so is that kind of how you felt like at that point was what you were working toward and trying to be? You know, I, I think a lot of us, men, men and women, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times we confuse productivity for being busy. Mm-hmm. And I say that because, you know, when you're busy, when you're, when you have a lot of things going on, you feel like you're being productive. You feel like you're getting things done. You're checking off this to do this. That's a mile long. Mm-hmm. The challenge comes when you're busy, busy, busy for three years and you're busy, 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 busy for five years. You kind of look back to where you were five years ago mm-hmm. and nothing's changed, at mm-hmm. least not significantly. That's a scary epiphany because, you know, when we're busy, we, we feel very comfortable. We feel like we're being, you know, helpful to whatever someone else's goal typically, right? right? Uh And even if your current situation is uncomfortable, whether, you know, my situation, there was um, a lot of emotional, you know, um, stress that was going on. And, you know, we can, we can talk about a thousand different things, you know, without, you know, putting anyone down, but it was even more uncomfortable to think about leaving. It was even more uncomfortable to think about starting my own business, even though that's that's where I knew I wanted to go. Right. And, and why do you think that was? Because I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling. It's like, oh, you know, I want something different. I'm I'm not feeling happy. I'm feeling very stressed. I'm I'm not getting along with people, or I'm not feeling like I'm making a difference in this job. You know, I feel like I'm busy, and you know, maybe financially doing well, but like for my life, this isn't making me happy. This is actually draining and taking away from me. And so you, you have that feeling and you have that thought and that desire, but what keeps you stuck there? I think it was a couple different things. Um, one thing that I see a lot and I see a lot of what my, you know, what a lot of my colleagues are still in the corporate world are doing is, and I heard this, I think from my dad years ago, where a paycheck, they pay, corporations pay their employees just enough so they won't leave. Mm -hmm. They don't pay them what they probably are valued or should be valued at. They don't underpay them or else they're going to leave and get another job, Uh but they'll pay you just enough 
that it really hurts if you don't get that paycheck every two weeks. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. months I, you know, my bank account is huge because I got multiple proposals in or whatever it is. Some months it's definitely lower than what I was making, you know, mm-hmm. as in corporate America. Yeah. Because so, you had that salary, you had that security, so you secure. knew exactly what was going to be coming in. And, and granted, prefacing this with, I was married at the time. We had a dual income but because it's still scary. Like, you know, you're, you, uh, <laughs> you know, you're probably going to be starting a family and having, you have expenses, you have your, your mortgage and you are used to a certain standard of living. And so leaving a job where you're very secure and you know you can afford everything that you want and need is not an easy thing to do there's a there's a lot of fear involved well the the other thing that i recommend everyone do is i saved up 6 months of expenses so i every single expense that i had i i put it took me probably about 2 years and i put 6 months months of expenses in this bank account. And I labeled that bank account, go start your own business. <laughs> so this, this idea has been happening in my head. And even if I didn't have my husband, you know, I still would have done this. And um, so kind of finances aside, I think the other reason that I felt like I, I was very scared to start my own business and kind of going back to that emotional those those emotional challenges within the you know my old company there was a culture there that of you know reminding employees all the things they weren't good at and, mm-hmm. and telling people and you know having a lack of autonomy at that company and telling people that you know you you probably you're not very good at this maybe you should stick to this mm-hmm. and i think even if it's little comments like that and this happened whole all across the company especially mm-hmm. the people that were kind of making their way up the ranks and i think when you are constantly told little comments like that every single day that you are not enough mm-hmm. that you are not good at what you do hey you brought me this this beautiful piece of creative I'm going to make 15 changes because it wouldn't be the way I did it. If you're struggling to stick with healthy habits and need a kick in the pants to get and stay on track, I'm so excited to offer you my free weight loss jumpstart course. You deserve to feel good and look good forever. And it doesn't have to be complicated, overwhelming or miserable. I'll show you how to do it simply and with ease. It's available for instant download right now on my website at sarahhaaswellness.com. And I'll also put a link to it in the show notes. I hope you'll take me up on it and I'll see you inside. And I think it's interesting that you say, you know, we get these messages that we're not good enough. And that doesn't always come from your job or, you know, people who <laughs> want to keep you stuck in, in a work environment. We get those messages all over the place in life, you know, from friends, from <laughs> enemies, from bosses, from parents, from, from loved teachers. ones sometimes. Yes. And not, it's not always 
um, intentional, but anytime we get some kind of criticism and not even if it's, it doesn't even have to be outright criticism. It could just be something that we took as, okay, you didn't do that good enough, or you could have done that better or, and that's a big thing that holds us back from anything in life, taking a chance because we have that little voice in our head that's saying, oh, I don't know if you can make this successful because you're not perfect. You're not good enough. And that's a thing that keeps us stuck. And that's, I think, some a part of why women are staying in jobs where they're not happy, they're not fulfilled, and they don't feel like they're making the difference in the world that they want to make. It's all about programming. If you keep hearing these little things that, like you said, aren't really, wouldn't affect you if they were just one off, Mm -hmm. but you hear these little messages every single day, Mm -hmm. you are programming yourself to think that way. And then in turn, you will then make decisions. You will reject opportunities Mm -hmm. to, you won't go out and even search for those opportunities. Because you just don't believe it's possible for you. Because you don't believe it's possible. Every day I was sabotaging myself. Every day, 90% of the day, 90% of the decisions I made, I was sabotaging myself because Mm -hmm. I was programmed from my, you know, environment to think that I wasn't good enough. I couldn't do So why would I sit down and make a business plan? I knew Mm -hmm. I wanted to start this business. I knew it was going to happen, but like in the future, right? But I wasn't actually taking any action Mm -hmm. to make that a reality. And that's where kind of growth over comfort really came in. And and what what I practice and preach every single day is, you know, you always have to take inventory of, are you comfortable right now? Mm-hmm. Because if you're comfortable, then you are not making moves to the future. And, and my mission and, and why I started this company, I inspire business leaders to take action in what inspires them. And that idea of an action is so important because you can have a million great ideas, mm-hmm. but not <laughs> a million great ideas isn't as good as taking action action. on a mediocre idea. Exactly. Because if you never take action on it, nothing ever happens. And And I I love what you touched on because we do have these false beliefs. We have these, sometimes they're called shadow beliefs because you don't even really realize that they're there, but you, you get these ideas from a young age, from your environment, you know, from your experiences. And if you don't break that cycle in your mind, if you don't start to realize that you're self-sabotaging, you will continue to perpetuate that cycle. And so how did you break the cycle? I was forced to. <laughs> and that's 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 the true answer. I um I finally got to a point where I saved up my six months expenses. You know, I knew what I had to do. I did I wasn't taking on any clients, um, but I was doing some photography here and there. So I started an LLC, right? Mm-hmm. Um my, I, I started a blog all about marketing and photography and just everything I was doing every day, I was putting into this blog and my employer saw that blog, which wasn't being hidden. Right. Um, saw that I started an LLC, mm-hmm. um, a few weeks earlier, had an idea of what I was doing and tried to force me to sign a non-compete, which I did not sign. 
she essentially fired me and said, do you know why? And and she said, she essentially said, we're going to have to let you go. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like perked up. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. It's like when someone breaks up with you that you really wanted to break up with anyway, and they, they did it for for you. And you're like, oh, yay. Thank you. It was, I was like, oh, I was pleasantly surprised. Right. And my employer was like, not happy that I was pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. And she said, do you know why? I'm like, is it, is it because of my blog? And she said, you know, she said, it's because you're LLC, you're starting this company. This is, this is against the non, non non-compete that I never signed by the way. And it's one of those things that if I came in and I told her about my experience and what I wanted to do. When would I actually have left? Would it have yeah. been those six months or would I wanted to wait a couple more months? Yeah. And it was me being kicked to the curb and me on a, as I was on a high driving home that day. Wow. Of how excited I am. Oh, wow. I love. That's great. And of course, there were a couple mental breakdowns after that that are completely rational, right? Right, but, of course. Um, but it, I had to, it was, a, it was a kick in the ass to get my button to gear and I was forced and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always say like the universe gives you hints and whispers and that's your intuition. You know, that's those little, like, I'm not happy. I don't really like it here. And you're kind of exploring and you're thinking about it, but you're not taking any action. And the longer you don't take action, the louder the universe is going to start kind of shouting at you. And then in my case, a couple of different times, the universe has had to like get a crowbar and just like force me out of my situation because I was just holding on so tight out of fear. And it it was out of fear of leaving something that is known and moving into something that is unknown. And I think you really hit the nail on the head when you were talking about the mentality that's in your, your mentality of what you believe you're actually going to be able to accomplish in life. And I think it starts with just noticing what that voice is saying. You know, what is that inner critic saying you're not good enough at, or you can't do, or, you know, I think a lot of times too, for women, you know, we, we feel like we can't accomplish to the level of what men accomplished because of history and it isn't true. And we're using history to predict the future. (laughs) And I think if we start tuning into our feminine intuition, it is guiding us to where we need to be. And we will be successful, but we have to start changing that inner critic's voice and replacing it with the truth and listening to our intuition that's going to guide us forward to the place that we're meant to be. It's so hard to listen to that. It's so hard. It, the, the thing that helped me at the time, which I don't do now and I should, I should pick it up, but was journaling. Mm. Journaling was a way for me to decode the intuition, yeah. to decode 
what I was thinking mm-hmm. because again, I was busy. I was working. I, you know, and to sit down and to just allow yourself to think not about, you know, this, this project that you have going on at work, not about mm-hmm. your kid, right? Just to sit down and think of where am I now? What are my thoughts? What happened today? What did I love about today? What did I not like about today? Right. And you start to get patterns with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of people, they get out of the habit of writing and mm-hmm. ju- just write to write or reading, just read to read. Yeah. Right. And I think I did a lot of that back then when I was starting to make that transition. And mm-hmm. those three things, doing it over and over and over again, it you do find your voice. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, journaling is like a process of uncovering, you know, instead of like staying busy all day and staying stressed and staying, you know, doing your chores, doing your work, doing, you know, taking care of your kids, everything, you never have time to think. You know, you're, you're, you don't have time to assess your current situation and make your next move to where you want to be. So you're just a victim. You're, you're a victim of the world swirling around you. And journaling is such a way not only to ground yourself and kind of go within and figure out what you're really thinking, but it's a, it leads you through a process. It helps you like process what's going on. And like you said, see these patterns like, oh, this, I keep writing this. This keeps coming up for me. Maybe this is something I need to look into. And I, I really think journaling helps you take action. Absolutely. And, you know, but journaling is also very intimidating. You know, a lot of times when when we're not used to thinking critically that we learned in college and we learned in in high school and thinking critically about ourselves, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to look at a blank piece of paper and just say, okay, let's write. I actually have, um, I use this book called The Intention Journal and it's by Brandon Turner. Mm-hmm. He is, he was the founder of bigger pockets who, um, they're, uh, he's not part of the podcast anymore, but he was part of the bigger pockets podcast. It's all about real estate and that kind of thing. And the, the journal is, is absolutely brilliant. And I don't write just free writing very mm-hmm. much anymore, but every morning I go into my journal and look at the three big goals I have in the next 90 days. Mm -hmm. And 90 days is a very magical number when -hmm. it comes to goal setting. And he actually goes into it a lot. I I look at and I say, what is the smallest thing that I can do today to get me 1% closer Mm -hmm. to each of my three goals? Mm -hmm. And sometimes when, if, if you're, if you're very hesitant to just open a book and start reading or start writing, mm-hmm. having a tool like that, that directly is based off of psychology, it's, it's a game changer. Well, I love that. I'm going to have to look into that, into that journal. Cause I'm more of just a free flow writer, but I think, you know, some of us do need a, something to organize our thoughts. And if we're working toward a specific goal, it's nice to have something. So just based on our conversation, I just want to kind of recap for everybody that's been listening. If you're stuck in a situation, it doesn't even have to be a job. It can be a marriage, which I was also in that situation. You know, it could be a living arrangement. There's, it could be anything. 
you're stuck in a situation, your intuition is telling you this is not good, but you have fear and you have trepidation about making a change and leaving something that's secure. So first of all, notice what your thinking patterns are. You know, what what um, false beliefs have you picked up over the years that make you think you can't do this? And then changing, challenging that voice to, okay, wait, if I can do this, this, and this, I can definitely do this. You know, if I can be successful at this job, I can be successful at another job. You know, if I can be a great mom, I can have a great relationship, you know, like look at your successes and look at your strengths instead of listening to that negative voice. And then third, take action, like do something like what you're doing with the journal, you know, do something that helps you move forward. Even if it's 1%, even if it's one tiny little step, you don't have to just quit your job tomorrow, you know, but don't just keep thinking about it and not doing anything. You know, you started the blog and the LLC, and that was one tiny step. You hadn't quit anything. You hadn't taken on any clients. You just took one step and that set things into motion. And then everything that was meant to happen, it snowballed eventually. And now look where you are. So I think that's, you know, just your journey and how you did that is going to be really inspirational for a lot of other women who are stuck in situations or feeling like they're stuck. That's the thing. We're not actually stuck. We nope. have the power, but it's scary and it it does take some work on our part. So kudos to you and and for having such a successful business and being a new mom. And, you know, it sounds like you're, you've really up-leveled your life. It's, and that's the thing, you know, wake up every morning and ask yourself how you can get 1% better. If you ask yourself that question every single morning, Mm -hmm. have an answer every single morning and do that every day. Yeah you're and and know where you want to be in five years right or 90 days right you'll get there sorry if you can hear my dog in the background oh no i love it i love (laughs) it yeah yeah okay well shelly thank you so much i i loved hearing about your story and i love your energy and i just wish you all the success in the world i'm so glad we can connect and and I'm, i'm glad that you know you are doing what you're doing because we need more messages like this out there. Mm-hmm. And and thank you for kind of being that catalyst. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I love my guests that are empowering other women. You know, we got to be in this together. We got to support each other and lift each other up. And, and I, I appreciate what you've done today. Couldn't agree more. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you everybody for listening. And that's all for this episode. And I will see you again next time. Thank you so much for being here. I'm honored that you've chosen to spend your time with me and allowed me to be part of your journey. If you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with anyone you think would benefit. I'll see you soon.